We believe that following Jesus is a journey and we want to help you through that journey any way we can. We pray that you grow in your walk with God through this message today. So prepare your heart and mind for this teaching by our lead pastor, Mike Wares. These are difficult times. In fact, crazy times. There's so much that isn't known. And there's so much that is changing from day to day. Our anxiety levels are really high because we just don't know what's going to come next. We are even a little afraid, even though we know God is in control. Today, I want to talk about fear. I want to talk about the fears that we may have. I shared with you some of my fears. I've told you that I have a fear of horses. And and when you see this picture, you're probably thinking, yeah, you should be scared of that horse. And then spiders. That comes from when I was at a church camp and a spider probably about this big bit me in the night while I was asleep. I didn't see it, but it may have been bigger. And the whole side of my face was swollen up like a pumpkin. And then there's my fear of helicopters. And, uh, and, and I just tell you, uh, even though I was scared, I got on that helicopter when we were in Nepal a couple of years ago. Now, there, there are two types of fear. There's the healthy fear and the unhealthy fear. The healthy fear is that fear that causes us to run out of a burning building. It's called fight or flight. There's the healthy fear that causes us to slow down when we drive. It might be the fear of getting a ticket or it might be the fear of doing some damage. There's the healthy fear, the fear of God, that is the beginning of all wisdom. And then there's the unhealthy fear. It would be like me saying, hey, I could never go back to another church camp because they're all filled with with huge man-eating spiders. Or it could be that unhealthy fear that every time I would see or hear a helicopter, I would begin to run and scream like a little girl. That's unhealthy fear. But what I want to tell you today is in the sermon and the sentence, and it is this. It is there is no need to be a slave to fear because Jesus is with us. I want to repeat that. There is no need to be a slave to fear because Jesus is with us. We're going to look at a story that is in Matthew 8 and starts in verse 23. It's a simple story. It's only a few verses long, but it shows how Jesus can calm our fears because there's no need to have a fear. There's no need to be a slave to fear because Jesus was with us. So let's read this story. It says, then he got into the boat. The he is Jesus. Jesus is the first one in the boat and his disciples followed him. They saw him get in the boat. They knew he was there. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. Suddenly, these were seasoned sailors and they were scared. And it says a furious storm. The Greek word for storm is seismos. You might recognize it from seismic. And that that had to do with an earthquake. This was such a serious storm that it shook their world. And then it says, the the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. These guys were were panicking in a big way. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? You of little faith, that's the lesson he wants to teach them. That's the important lesson here. But then he says, why are you afraid? I kind of laugh at that. Why are they afraid? Because they're scared they're going to die. That's almost like asking the question, why are you breathing? 
It's the natural thing to do. But what Jesus is going to do is take care of their fears. So this is what it says. Then he got up, probably stretched a little bit. Then he rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed, and they asked, what kind of man is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? I want us to to just realize their eyes were opened at that point, that they understood that Jesus had the power even over nature. So here's the lessons that I want us to learn today, and they're important ones. The first one is that Jesus is with us. Jesus is with us. That means that he got into the boat. They saw him. They knew he was there. In fact, he was the one that led them into the storm because he had something to teach him. You know, when Jesus was leaving this earth in Matthew 28, 20, this is what he said in Matthew 28, 20. He says, I will always be with you even to the very ends of the age. And then this is what Paul told him in Romans 8, in verse 38. He says, for I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He is wanting to make the point that he is with them and there is nothing that can separate them. And then then in Romans 8 and 31, it it says there that, that God is for us. Not only is he with us, but he's working on our behalf. And then in Hebrews 13 and verse 5, it's repeated from the Old Testament, but it simply says, God says, I will never leave or forsake you. Never. Never. So this is the first thing you got to understand. No matter what you're going through, Jesus is with you. The second thing that I want you to see is that Jesus is with us in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the seismos, in the midst of the very earth shaking. Jesus was with his followers in the boat in the midst of this terrible, terrible storm. And I just want you to consider the storm for just a minute. You remember it was a sudden storm. It caught them off guard. These were seasoned sailors. They probably checked WMAZ radar, radar, and they hadn't seen a storm coming. They, they had checked everything, and it completely caught them off guard. And, and it says not only was it just a storm, but it was a, a storm as if the whole earth was shaking. It was like somebody had picked up that lake and was shaking it back and forth. Seismos is what it says. So, so this is important to realize, and, 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 and we have this sudden storm that has come on us. Last Wednesday, Wednesday a week ago, I can remember thinking, well, this isn't so bad, but when I woke up thirsty and saw the news, it, it kind of shook my world. But because I began to think, what are all, what are all the, the, the things that could happen because of this? And so, you know, we're in that place, this COVID-19, this coronavirus is rocking our world. I just want to kind of give you a rundown how the storm is attacking us in so many different ways. First, there's loneliness and isolation. You and I know that Satan uses loneliness and isolation in so many ways. 
That's why we as a church, we're going to make ways for your groups to continue to meet. That's why we're going to be reaching out to many of you to check on you as we can. And we want to keep you connected. The, the second thing that is there is just simply health concerns. And one of the things we are doing is we're praying for you. We're praying that the virus doesn't catch up with you. We're praying that your health concerns will be taken care of. We are taking your concerns to the great physician. The next thing is economic concerns. We are watching the financial world. The foundations are being shaken right now. And so just, just know that, 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 that our God is bigger than that. And then there's loss of jobs. And we as a church, we're preparing to help you in any way that we can if that happens to be the case for you. And then there is just simply the constant change and unrest. It seems like every day our world is just rocking back and forth and things are changing. So in the midst of this furious storm, and I mean it was one that shook their world, Jesus was there with his followers. And remember, Jesus was with them and he calmed the storm. He is with us and will calm the storm. The next thing I want you to understand is that Jesus is with us even when it seems like he's not. Jesus is with us even when it seems like he's not. Jesus got in the boat with them. In fact, he was the first one. They saw him get in the boat. And then the storm came, and their eyes were directed out to the storm. They watched the wind. Probably the spray was hitting their face. They watched the waves dump water in the boat. There may have even been some lightning cracking all around them. And they began to focus there instead of on Jesus. And if they had just watched Jesus, knowing the one that had done so many miracles in their midst... They just watched him and saw his peace. I think it would have changed their hearts. But what did they do? They focused on the storm and forgot Jesus was even with them. This is what I want you to know. We forget. We forget Jesus is with us when we focus on the fear. We forget Jesus is with us when we focus on the fear. The next thing I want you to hear from this passage, and I want you to see it, is Jesus is with us, and we must focus on him. It's when they turned to Jesus, it's when they went to Jesus that the peace comes, that the calm comes. I'm going to tell you this, we all are going to face storms. It's not the absence of storms that sets us apart from the world but it's the one that we go to to lead us through the storm that sets us apart. Every single person will have storms. And some won't have anybody to help them get through, but we do. Jesus didn't remove the storm, but he helped them move through it. If the fear of the storm is overwhelming you, if the fear of this furious this earth-shaking storm that is all around us right now in COVID-19 is... Um, is, is all around us. Can, can I just tell you, can I just tell you what you need to do? You need to turn off the news, pick up God's word, turn to, turn to Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. And, and as you do that, just spend some time with Jesus. Now, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to see Jesus' power. You're going to see Jesus' calm, and it's going to begin to overwhelm you. And on top of that, when we read God's Word, it allows His Holy Spirit to work in us. 
And that's so very important. Second thing I would tell you to do is simply just take it to God in prayer. And the third thing I would tell you is to call, call your group, call your community group, and ask them to pray for you. Or call one of us as your pastors, and we would love to pray with you and for you. And the thing that we're going to remind you is that Jesus is with us, and he is the one that calms the storm. At the end of the passage, it's an interesting thing that it says. It says that the disciples were amazed. They were amazed. Why? Because Jesus had power over the winds and waves. What Jesus was doing in this thing is he was opening their eyes to who he was. He was increasing their faith. And so I tell you that because I want you to understand that's what Christ can do in us during this time. He can grow our faith. And I hope that when this is all over, we will say we've been amazed because we saw that our Lord Jesus calmed the storm of the COVID-19 coronavirus. There's a verse. It's in John 14 and verse 27. And I want you to see this. This is Jesus talking. He says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. Did you catch that? This is the gift that he's giving you. I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. We can't go anywhere else to find this gift. So don't be troubled or afraid. Uh, We went to a Yankees baseball game in New York, New York Yankees, and and it is in the Bronx. It's in this place called the Bronx, and and back in the 90s when my kids were small and and we were going in there, it it was a rough place. I'll just tell you, it it was a rough place. As we walked in from where we parked the car, and I wasn't sure the car would be there when we got back, we walked by cars that had been stripped down for the parts. We saw words that were painted on the wall that I can't repeat. We saw words that were painted uh, that, that I wouldn't want my children to see. And there were people selling all sorts of themselves, all sorts of things, including themselves. And I remember looking down at my son and I said, you need to stay close. And this is what he said to me. He says, Daddy, can I hold your hand? Now, this is what I would tell you. That's our goal as a church. Our mission as a church is to help you move so close to Jesus that you can reach out and grab his hand. And at that point, you will be amazed of the power that he has over the storm that we're in. And when you take a hold of his hand, you're going to find out what is true that we see in Hebrews 12. It's so important. This is what it says. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken... Let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe because our God is a consuming fire. The kingdom we are a part of, folks, will not be shaken, and that's so important. Oh, by the way, I mentioned to you that word seismos, that Matthew uses it two other times, and they're very important times. Seismos is used again at the death of Jesus and at the resurrection of Jesus. When Jesus dies, the earth shakes. When Jesus comes back from the dead, the earth shakes. The earth shook when our sins were forgiven. 
the earth shook when death was defeated. So as we face the seismos that shakes our world, we grab a hold of a kingdom that cannot be shaken in Jesus Christ because he has conquered death, he has forgiven sins, and Jesus is with us. There is no need to be a slave to fear because Jesus is with us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this story. We thank you for our King that has calmed the storm in New Testament times and is here to calm the storm today. Father, help us, help us to trust him to guide us through the storm. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message. You can keep up with what's happening at Northridge on your mobile device through our Northridge Christian app. If you have any questions about Northridge, you can contact us at info at northridge.online.